Episode 11 of the Nine Point Start with the Dream podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Nine Point Start with the Dream podcast. I'm your host as always. Here we go. On today's episode, we have Chris Butler. Chris is a physical therapist that's helping athletes you now learn more about their bodies and how to be a better athlete and be more fluid with their movement. Great story, um, great journey, and we have some great tips for athletes, especially for baseball players, and a great ebook as well that you can go download. A great episode here, and hope you enjoy. So, when you were younger as an athlete or as a person, what was like one of the biggest goals you wanted to achieve? Uh, so, when I was young, I was uh, 100% convinced that I was going to play uh, Major League Baseball. And um, it wasn't really until I got into uh, high school and one of my best friends, he got drafted uh, in the second round. And once I kind of saw how good he was and the kind of attention he was getting, I realized right there, I was not going to be playing, you know, much longer. So um, I, I played a little bit and I played in junior college and then I transferred uh, to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo as a more of an invited walk on. And so um, when I got up there, it was kind of my first time really being away from home. Um, I grew up in the Los Angeles area in Glendale. And, uh, so I went up to Cal Poly slow and, um, you know, something you get to fill out there is called the uh, NCAA clearinghouse paperwork, which even to this day, I don't really know exactly what I was doing. So I filled out this paperwork first time being kind of on my own by myself. I don't think I did what I was supposed to do. I usually had my parents around to make sure that I wasn't making any mistakes and that kind of stuff. So, uh, somehow I filled out the paperwork incorrectly or it didn't get to where it needed to go. And so I became ineligible for that year. And, um, I still kind of planned on staying in shape and training, but as the next year came around, I just didn't have that drive as much anymore to really, you know, go again and, and, uh, continue to play baseball. So I just didn't pursue it in my, my second year up there. And then, I really kind of lost my kind of like direction. So I, when I was going to school for was I wanted to be a, a PE uh, coach. Uh, I really loved movement. I loved teaching people stuff and I love sports. And so that was what I wanted to do, uh, teach PE and coach like high school sports. While I was going through school, I just, I just didn't know if I was feeling like I was into it. And so uh, I, I took a few years off from Cal Poly, you know, my, my parents were pretty understanding about it. They, you know, they let me kind of take some time off. And, and what I did during that break was I actually played in a band, kind of traveled the country and a really minor league rock band. But um, one of the other jobs that I would do when I would come back from touring was I would work at a physical therapy clinic, um, uh, kind of getting hot packs and cold packs as an aide. And so once I kind of saw what that PT was doing on a regular basis, that he was watching people move and, and, and kind of designing uh, exercise programs for them. You know, they'd come in in crutches and then they'd leave, you know, a month or two, a couple months later, you know, running or getting back to their sport. So it was kind of awesome. Um, and it was definitely the type of stuff that I was into. And so I kind of shifted my, my focus from wanting to be the participant in uh, pro level or high level sports to somehow helping people uh, go from being injured to getting back to that high level. So Around that time was when I really got serious about school. Uh, the band kind of started to fade out a little bit, and I went back and re-enrolled in um, a couple different schools, but I enrolled at Cal State Northridge uh, and then a couple of local junior colleges. And I continued my degree in kinesiology uh, with the physical education uh, emphasis, 
And then I started taking all of the science classes that I needed extra to apply to PT school. Um, and then that was where I really kind of found my focus towards, you know, wanting to be a PT and wanting to be a PT was involved more in the sports uh, field. Awesome. That's that's a journey right there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely wayward. That's for sure. Awesome. So, so you had a thinking of going to be in the MLB. So you said like when you're, you saw your friend get drafted and that kind of made you think that you weren't, you weren't there. Oh yeah. God, no, he was freaking amazing. Um, and I was just a good player, but I mean, I was nowhere on his level. And then once I got in my senior year, you know, he had people coming to every single practice after practice, they would time him running, time his throw from, from home to home to second. And, you know, once I got into my senior year, there was not even a letter coming to my door, let alone someone coming to my practice to watch me. So, yeah, I knew that was it for me. So you, so you started focusing more on being part of, like, helping athletes get back to where they want to be. So what did that look like for you? Were you, like, always wanting to be, you know, a DPT and all that stuff, or was it kind of like a different route you want to take? Um, yeah, so once I kind of decided to go to, to PT school, um, I, I didn't have a lot of options. At least I, w- I wanted to get in right away because I was at this point I was a little bit older because I had taken the time off, and so as far as applying to schools went, I. In- Cal State Northridge was the only school that I had all the the prerequisites for, and and coincident- coincidentally that was the last year that CSUN was going to be using that that set of curriculum they were going to change so. I, I really hustled. I took a ton of classes. Uh, was, like I said, I was going to uh, three schools at the same time. And I did a summer, summer course just to get in. And if I didn't get into that, then I would have had to, it would have kind of been almost like another year process to take a few extra courses. And Northridge, um, at that time, back in 2004, there were DPT programs. But in California, it was only the private schools that could give the DPT. So everything else, uh, all the state schools were master's programs. Uh, which is still the same. It's still a three-year postgraduate program. There's just a few, you know, extra things I think now that are involved. I think most of them are are research-based and um, diagnostic film type stuff. Uh, so, anyways, I hustled together to get my my stuff in um, at Northridge, and and lucky somehow I, I was able to get in uh, there, and I didn't have to spend an extra year. So when I was in school, I knew I wanted to do something with athletes in some way. And, um, you know, obviously I always kind of had dreamed about working with pro athletes or working with a team of some sort. And that was kind of just what I wanted to do was treat people kind of like the way, you know, I was doing as an aide. And um, lucky for me in my last year PT school, I I ended up at a place in Pasadena called CATS, uh, which is kind of a uh, sports ortho rehab uh, clinic. And also they do a bunch of performance training, adult fitness classes. And the setting at Katz is is like a giant warehouse, like 14,000 square feet. It looks like you just walked into a pro training room. You know, we've got, uh, there's turf inside there, um, barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, all the kind of stuff that you would not see in a traditional physical therapy clinic. Um, so when I got in there, I was like, I got to get a job at this place. Like, I got to figure out a way to get these guys to hire me. And I was lucky that when I finished my internship, they offered me a job. So that's where I've been ever since. So I've been here since 2007 um, and I love it. You know, this is the exact type of setting, you know, that I want to work in. I and mean, I get to see a ton of active people, um, a ton of, of young athletes and, and kind of adult 
you know, uh, weekend warrior types too. So um, it's great. Awesome. So say someone's listening that wants to be a PT or BTP, what would be your advice on maybe kind of how to kind of land that first position out after graduating? Uh, something that's really smart to do is um, intern uh, or volunteer, especially while you're in those in-between years before you get into PT school. While you're in PT school, it's pretty tough to do a lot of things because it's so demanding and it's almost like a full-time job in itself. But if you can, if you can um, volunteer at some places, get to know the people. Also, I think now, which they didn't have when I was, when I was younger, is just this, all the social media stuff. So now I get a lot of uh, you know, uh, young PT students uh, messaging me on Instagram, asking for advice. And, and, I, and I think that's a really good uh, thing to do, just to reach out to people who are, that are doing what you want to do and ask for their advice or ask if you can help them out in some way. That's a really, really good thing to start, start working on, even, even if you aren't in PT school yet or if you are uh, still got a few years left before you graduate. Definitely, because your, your IG is fire, man. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> no problem. So, so as you kind of as you got in the cat, what kind of thing a lot of maybe young athletes kind of not know or have like like a misconception of when it comes to PT stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, and 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 I'm sure you were, you felt this way too when you were young, especially when you're in middle school or high school. You don't want to work out. Like no one wants to work out. Um, they want to play. They they want to go and do their sport. You know, maybe some. I know I got into working out a little bit, but it was just to try and look bigger. And that 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 doesn't usually last. You got to like work out to try and improve your performance. But I don't think a lot of people like to do that, and especially people hate to do PT. I mean that that that's even worse than working out. Now you're trying to work out while you're in pain or something doesn't move right. So it's difficult and. Um, the biggest thing that I, I see from kids is, is that a lot of them are so skilled, but they don't have the basic kind of building blocks of movement. And, and that's kind of where my background in physical education comes in. Cause you know, some, when I was in PT or when I was in PE, uh, the PE major, you know, they started having us teach sports, right? So you had to teach kids how to play all these different sports, which I always thought was kind of flawed. Um, you should be learning how to move in PE. Every kid in elementary school should just be learning how to squat, lunge, do push-ups, pull-ups, pick things up off the ground, throw stuff. And if you want to learn how to play baseball or tennis or volleyball, then, then go to something on your own out in the rec. But I think we, we need to kind of build, you know, go back into the youth development and teach them how to move their bodies and control their bodies. I think we'll see a lot greater self-esteem with kids and kids more interested in getting into sports. Cause a lot of times kids will fall out because they feel insecure about the way they look or the way they move. Um, I've actually had some kids, you know, or parents bring their kids in and there's not really anything orthopedically wrong with them, but I've had them tell me that, you know, look, my daughter, she's really uncoordinated and she has, you know, anxiety because kids make fun of her when she runs. So can you help her, you know, run better? Um, and that's pretty sad um, that, that that's happening to kids, but that's something that we should be handling kind of on the, on their, you know, younger development. And that's what I see a lot of times with these kids is their kids will come in here and they can kick a soccer ball and bend it and curve it and juggle it. But you ask them to skip or skip backwards or, or crawl, you know, on, on all fours um, or even just squat with a bar over their head and they can't. 
And that's a lot of times where some of these kids are breaking down. They don't have the fundamental movements, but they know already how to do all these high end movements, but they don't have the basic building blocks to support that. And that's kind of what I really try to focus on uh, when I get kids in here is try to help them learn how to control their body and have a stable base. Then they can do all their, their tricks and their moves and stuff like that. That's so true. Cause while you're talking, I'll think about it, about in college. I was one of the strongest guys on the team, but I could not do hurdle lunges. I couldn't do the hurdle skip because my body just, I just couldn't coordinate enough. And I think what you're saying is so true. When you, so how do you, how do you get, go about teaching that stuff from an early age? Early on? I mean, it's unfortunate because, um, you know, PE is, is a lot like the arts and, and it's, it's kind of getting phased out in elementary school. And I've got kids that are, that are the elementary school age. And, you know, they get PE once or twice a week. Um, and sometimes it's not a real skilled person who's teaching it. Sometimes it's just their teacher who doesn't, you know, they don't know. And it's not their fault. But schools just phase, phase it out. And um, it's hard. You know, one of the cool things we have at CATS here is, is, is we have programs for kids to come and just do exactly what I was talking about. It's, it's, it's non, um, it's just general kind of movement conditioning. Um, working on posture through running, squatting, and all that kind of stuff. You know, and they get a heck of a workout too. But it's not geared towards sport-specific. It's movement-specific that should kind of just build general athleticism. I think that a lot of our young, you know, I don't – but some a lot of our young kids that are playing sports, they're really good at their sport, but they're not that athletic. They're missing that athleticism. And that's what I think – some that's what we try to build here at cats with the kids come in is general athleticism just be able to do all types of movements um and that's going to help your your sport you know i'm not i'm not knocking any kind of sport specific training but we do need to be kind of working on general athleticism definitely so how do you kind of so out so say an athlete kind of has that general athleticism how do you advise them maybe on kind of doing the pt work that like goes into like progressing as an athlete in their sport? Um, as they progress through it, there's things that I can give them to work on at home. You know, that's one of the reasons that I do a lot of the um, social media stuff, trying to get give kids tools that they can take home with them besides just a piece of paper with some drawing on it uh, that they're going to lose. And I'm trying to put out stuff that, that I'm seeing a lot in the clinic and that kids can, can click on and, and keep in their phones and, and continue that out and, and add it into their training. You know, a lot of times I'll tell kids, look, all right, you're looking pretty good. I want this to be your warm up prior to practice every single day. This is how you warm up. And that way I know that they're going to be moving in three planes. They're going to be squatting, lunging. They're going to be on their hands in some way and their body will be prepped and um, they'll be ready, ready to go and kind of maintain the gains that they've made uh, in the clinic and carry it out to the field. Awesome. So I know the PT seems boring. You know, like, like an athlete, we think, you know, the, the person will be like, I go there when I'm hurt. That's when I'm talking about PT stuff. What will be your advice to athletes that are listening, maybe that are, have, that, have that conception, like the PT should be for them, not just in the hurt, but when they're rehabbing and everything? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, again, that's why I do all of the social media to show what PT can be and some, so much more than, you know, uh, just a bunch of uh, table exercises or, or for old people or, 
or just a bunch of uh, Swiss balls and, and pink and pastel colored therabands and really lightweights. Um, that's what I'm trying to put out there. And there's a lot of other people that are doing the same thing and there just needs to be more of it. Let people see what, what can happen in physical therapy. It just has that stigma attached to it that it just sounds, just it sounds boring or it sounds like it's just going to be a bunch of fluff exercises or ultrasound or electrical stimulation or, you know, uh, so that's why I'm trying to put out as much content as I can to show, uh, athletes that are out there. Look, if you're, if you've got an injury, I can help you out with that. Um, and we can get you back on the field faster than if you just kind of ignore it or, um, you know, don't tell anybody about it. Um, you know, I try to offer up, uh, free consultations to people in the area with injuries that way I can give them my advice. Like, you know, Hey, you need to see a doctor right now. This, this is something serious, or this is not that big of a deal. I want you to rest for a week, do a couple of these movements. Uh, and then, uh, let's talk again in a week and then we'll progress those on and then see where you're at from there. That way they don't waste time, you know, making an appointment, waiting two weeks, not playing, getting frustrated, you know, then they go to the doctor and then they get another appointment to come see me. And now they've seen me, you know, four weeks after they should have just done a quick consult with me and I could have guided them, you know, a lot quicker. That key right there. Yeah. So we're kind of gearing towards baseball season, like spring training about to start up. So what will be your advice from a, like a baseball background for a kind of way athletes can kind of maybe kind of get their mobility going or whatnot? Yeah. So something that, that I'm, that I'm, you know, I've got here uh, at cats is uh, it's called a healthy arms baseball program. And what the idea is with that is have kids come in here and basically do four physical therapy evaluations a year. And those four should be kind of uh, around the season. So where you do a preseason check-in an in-season check-in a post-season check-in and an off-season check-in. And what we can look at during those times is, you know, their arm range of motion. What does the total arc of uh, their shoulder rotation look like? And what does their general flexibility look like? Um, and what do they look like with some of the basic movements? Is there some sort of uh, restriction going on or some sort of weakness that could cause problems during the year? Um, and uh, what, I, what I do is design a program based off of what I find and based off of where they are in the season, as well as advise them on, participation volume you know sometimes you get kids that are on two teams and maybe they're even pitching on both teams uh that's where a lot of the problems that are that you're seeing in the major leagues with these guys going out with tommy john surgery and all these shoulder and elbow issues it's not a problem with the major leagues or minor leagues or the college coaches or or, or anything like that a lot of this stuff is happening you know as they start to grow from ages kind of 12 to 18 you know their their bodies are growing uh, they're going through these peak uh, growth spurts, which is where um, you can be at risk for some of the, the that's where you can be at risk for your injuries as, as an adolescent uh, during these times of, of high growth spurt. And um, what can happen is these kids are coming into college with an arm that's more like a 30 year old compared to an arm, you know, like a 20 year old because they're pitching too much or they're throwing too much or they're not getting enough rest. Um, or they're, you know, they're pitching on both teams or they're the pitcher and the catcher on a travel team and a pitcher on their little league team. So that's where I would have them come in. I'll look at them and kind of, you know, let their parents know, you know, your son's arms should go all the way back to the table when he's laying you know, on his back and, and he's missing this range of motion or, you know, there's a big, you know, gap in his range of motion rotationally or, 
you know, he's got really, you know, limited hip mobility. Um, this is going to pop up down, down the road. So here are some things that you can work on, you know, on your own kind of design a home program. Um, or I, you know, I'll offer to them if you want, then you can have bring him in here and they can kind of run through the home program in the clinic. Um, sometimes getting people to do stuff at home is difficult, but that's kind of the idea that we can try and maintain these kids health throughout the season. That way they're not running into issues, you know, when they do get into the college or higher level, or even just when they're younger. I mean, I see as, as baseball season comes in, I, a bunch of kids, you know, 13, 14 years old, you know, with uh, kind of the, the um, little leaguer's elbow or little leaguer's shoulder where, where the, the apophysitis, the, where the, the, you know, the bone starts to kind of get flared up um, uh, where the tendons are inserting on there and pulling on it and, and it gets all fired up. So that's the kind of things that I want to try and prevent or at least reduce the, the, the uh, occurrence of those things. Wow. That, that's, that's awesome. So you're saying there's a lot of kids that have, that are, have a 30, one to call it with a 30 year old arm, but they're like 18 and 19. Yeah, I mean that 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 might be exaggerating a little bit, oh. but but I, yeah, that they're essentially they are their their arms, you know, are are much more worn down than 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 back in the times like when Nolan Ryan was was twenty. You know, Nolan Ryan was was probably playing a couple different sports and and doing other things in the off season. He wasn't going to a private pitching coach and playing on travel teams and playing on two teams all year round. You know, those old old timers, you know, a lot of them played three sports and they were just really good at, at baseball um, or they were playing baseball and then working out in the, you know, farm, you know, the, the rest of the year. Uh, but now kids are just getting so specialized and they're overscheduled. And they, like I said, they've got a personal pitching coach, they've got a hitting coach, they've got a, you know, two teams and they're playing year round and they're not playing any other sports to develop that athleticism or to give uh, certain movements a break. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I've been kind of working, work wrapping up a little bit. Um, social media wise and website, where can people kind of find more about you and what you're up to? Uh, yeah, so you can go. My my Instagram is by far the most, uh, like my most active account. Uh, so if people do want to message me, you can you can message me through direct message on Instagram, which is at C Butler Sports PT. Um, and then I have a website, uh, which is Chris Butler Sports PT dot com. You can learn more about the Healthy Arms program. Uh, there's a there's a tab for that, and then you know I try to put up blog posts uh, that are you know either things that I'm seeing a lot in the clinic or things that I'm curious about or I want to learn about. I took five students last year, and so instead of having them do in services, I had each one of them write a blog um, every week or two, pick out an an interesting topic for them, and, and have them you know write up a little something just to kind of like I said, make people more aware of physical therapy. What is it? What, what can it do? And, and, um, you know, let people know that it's different than you might be thinking. So, uh, those are probably the two best places to find me. I have a Twitter and a Facebook page. If you just type in Chris Butler sports BT, I'm sure they'll pop up somewhere in there. Awesome. And definitely the, you have the, the, the baseball program. So people are in Pasadena, California, they can go check you out that way too. Yep. Yeah. You can just, uh, you can call, like I said, message me or you can call up uh, the phone number at CATS, which I've got all that, that information on the uh, website there. And uh, we can set up a, an, you know, kind of an evaluation and, and talk a little bit about it. Awesome. 
appreciate you, Chris, taking the time to do and kind of share your knowledge. And I think, you know, we need to kind of make it so where people can, you know, learn about the industry and how it really helps them. So, yeah, Jacoby, it was awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the Cali life and have a good one. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Nine Point Startup to Dream podcast. I was your host, Jacoby Gillum. If you enjoyed the episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can check out more about what we're doing with Nine Point at ninepoint.com. Until the next episode, talk to you soon.